You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, everyone. This is the Good Reverend Jim, and today I'm doing a solo show again, just to uh, put my thoughts in a more controlled way, hopefully. Uh, last time I tried doing a solo show, it was kind of disastrous in my personal opinion, but um, we're going to try it again. So hopefully this time a little bit more prepared. Uh, it may be less entertaining, but it may be better for some of you to understand my thoughts if without the distractions of uh, people like Ronnie and Erica and whoever else I have on the show, Elizabeth. Uh, to help me out, I actually took an Adderall today. Uh, believe it or not, I'm actually ADD. And uh, one thing I found out about Adderall is it helps me uh, slow down quite a bit. And uh, one of my problems with speaking is I speak way too fast. So I took one a couple hours ago, so hopefully uh, that will help out a little bit. So anyways, uh, this podcast uh, focuses heavily on relationships. That is my passion. Uh, my greatest desire is to make the world a happier place for as many people as possible. I think good relationships is one of the keys to achieving happiness. I've also touched on religion, politics, business, and astrology. All of these things, I believe, uh, deal with the relationship to some degree or another. And I'll try to draw those connections. Regarding religion, uh, I am not a very religious person. Uh, agnostic is probably the best term for me. Um, I always say I can't believe in God because uh, the way I met Erica, which we talked about before on the show, Erica's my wife. Um, it, you know, it, it's almost like God blessed me, I think, with her. And uh, it, it, that made my life pretty uh, happy. Um, I, I always tell people I, I could die today and, you know, don't cry for me because I lived a happy life. And I give a lot of that credit to Erica. And um, anyways... But legally, I am a reverend, and all that means is that I went to an internet site called themonastery.org and pretty much filled out uh, my name and contact information, and yep, that's about as easy as it is. You just sign up your uh, name, contact information, and boom, you're an ordained minister. Uh, it, seems a bit, it seemed a bit wrong to me at first, but my best friend Ronnie wanted me to preside over her wedding, and I had to be ordained to do it. Since then, I've done about eight weddings and four funerals. Actually, I just, uh, ironically, I just did a wedding on a, um, Thanksgiving Day. It seemed to be like the master of last-minute weddings. I call myself the good Reverend Jim because I try to be a good person and encourage others, or I preach to others about how to become a good person, at least in my, in my particular vision. Uh, you can say that I follow the Church of Good. Uh, my wrestling coach in high school used to say, you're a good man, Derbyshire. My last name's Derbyshire. You know, that always made me feel good, and uh, I think his message helped keep me on the relatively straight course. Um, by the way, I am very far from perfect. Uh, like everyone, I do things that are straight out bad and may straight out bad or may be considered bad. However, I think I'm a pretty good person, and I, you know, I'm a better person for at least trying. So when it comes to what is good, I think everyone has their own little definition of what's good and what is not good, and we, we talked about some of that on this show. But, uh, you know, this is where I, I look at the words of Jesus. And, you know, I may not be Christian, but I do absolutely love the words of Jesus. I think he had a fantastic message. Um, like I said, I may not bow down and pray to Jesus, but like I said, his message is fantastic. Uh, I think it's a message of how to be a good person. The bulk of it is described in his Sermon on the Mount. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount is one of his longest uh, lectures in the Bible or preachings in the Bible. And it's covered primarily in uh, Matthew uh, chapters 5, 6, and 7. And uh, but by the way, for, for, for you guys that don't know Christianity very well, um, you know, when you look at the, the New Testaments where they talk about Jesus, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, those are the first, they're called the Gospels, but they're the first 
uh, four books in uh, the New Testament, um, they pretty much cover Jesus' life. And they all tell the same story, but just a different author. And each author has his own little perspective. So you can find aspects of the Sermon on the Mount covered in uh, the other uh, books also. Anyways, I think it's the book of Luke that I like the most. But anyways, uh, so some of the things that Jesus covered in uh, the Sermon on the Mount was, you know, love everyone, including your enemies. And, you know, that's not always that easy. Actually, this whole thing's not easy. Uh, love everyone, including your enemies. Uh, do not judge others. Do not be vengeful. Uh, do not carry anger towards others. Forgive people. Give to the needy. But when you give people, don't let them know. Kind of like do it, you know, just because you're, you know, I, I, I kind of like that one. You know, when you give to the needy, they say, don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. And uh, uh, it's kind of like don't give so you can brag about to other people saying, oh, yeah, well, I gave a million dollars to this charity. You, know, you, you give because, you know, it's, it's part of your soul. Uh, you know, they say love God and not money. Uh, Jesus is very much about, you know, not so much about money type thing. Uh, be humble. Uh, don't worry. You know, trust God. And do unto others what you would have them do unto you. So don't do what they do to you. So if they're a jerk, don't be a jerk back. You know, treat them basically how you want to be treated. And Jesus also points out that, you know, very often the the, the easy road is is usually not the right road to go down. So it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's not very easy to to love your enemies and not judge others. So these are topics that I would often come back to. And I, and I, I, I actually try really hard to practice these things. And I, I'm not sure how many people quite realize that. I mean, that's not just stuff that I just say. I, 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 I try to I practice it and it works. You know, I, I think it, I think it really helps make me a happy person. And, uh, you know, it, it takes a little, it takes a lot of practice and you always have to practice it. But, um, like I said, I think it makes me a relatively calm and less stressed out person. So I do not apply these things because it's going to get me to heaven. Like I said, I apply it for more logical reasons because it does make me happier with my time here on earth. So, of course, uh, the big and most challenging item is loving everyone and not judging others. So how are we supposed to love and not judge people that do bad things? You know, this is where my love for astrology, personalities, and relationships comes in. Uh, This is a good time to clarify what judge means to me. Uh, I'm a very analytical person. Uh, That basically means that I'm always looking for problems and solutions. Being critical is not what I consider judging. So just because I have a flaw, like, you know, I say, well, I don't like that dress, doesn't mean I'm judging you. You know, I'm just judge. I'm just noticing a flaw in my perspective. To me, judging is when you say someone is a bad person, like that person is bad. That person did this and they are bad. Uh, I may not like some things that you do, but, you know, I can still accept and love you instead of saying that you're a bad person. Uh, when you start develop- developing hatred towards someone or wish bad things on them, you are in the, what I call the judging category. So most people seem to judge and hate people that do what they consider bad. Uh, you know, someone murders someone, you know, that's an extreme, but it's like, you know, this person is, is murdered someone. It's like, they must be a completely evil person. Well, how do you know? You know, it's, it's like, you know, there's a lot of things that go into murdering type things. And, you know, you know, one thing I keep in mind is like, God created that person. And if you believe in God, you know, it's like, well, are you saying God is flawed because he created such a bad person? <laughs> so the, the easy path, you know, you know, the easy path is to say that the person's bad. And that's what Jesus warns us against. He wants us to look a little bit deeper at things. So that's some of these people that, you know, you know, it's, it's strange as, you know, if someone like robs someone, 
you know, that person's an evil person to one person's mind. But yet, if their own child did the exact same thing, they're like, oh, well, he's not bad. He just, he's just, you know, messing around or he's just a kid, you know, boys be boys or something like that. You know, it's, it's interesting where you see where people, they totally change their attitude when it's their own loved one that commits the crime. You know, most parents have an unconditional love for their children. And, and, and sure, they may discipline their, their child to prevent bad behavior, but they don't just disown their child. They don't say that the child's a horrible thing and she goes to hell. Um, well, I guess some parents do, but hopefully not too many do. I think most of us, you know, we give our kids a lot of leeways and try to be understanding of them. So my version of God does the same thing. I treat God as being like a parent, and we are his children after all. And this just shows us, you know, we are capable of loving people that do bad things. The big question is, you know, how do we treat others the same way that we treat, you know, our, our, our own children? So anyways, I found out that the getting to know people helps out a lot. You know, we, we let our kids get away with murder uh, because we know them. We know them in great depth. So when they, when, when they, you know, like, I don't know, if they rob a candy store, for example, um, you know, we know their whole life story. We know that, you know, 90% of them is good. And maybe they robbed a candy store because they're hanging out with the wrong crowd or something like that. So we, we, we find justifications to, you know, kind of like justify their bad deeds. Um, and it's not like we want to justify all these bad things, but, my message is is just try to understand people. You know, just just you know, there's a lot more to people than just a single act. So, you know, very, you know, it's a very quick way to, you know, like I said, I found to get, I found that getting to know people better helps out a lot. And a very quick way to start knowing someone is by using the personality and relationship aspect of astrology. To me, astrology is one of those things that you know, people are like, yeah, right. But um, you know, even if you don't believe in astrology, you can still get a lot out of that discussion. And you know, when I talk about uh, astrology, um, you know, I'm dealing mainly with not so much the fortune telling aspect of astrology, but I'm, I'm talking about the personalities of ast- astrology. And yes, you know, it is you know your astrology, you know, by astrologers, to, you know, is based on the time you're born. And that's something that a lot of people have an issue with. Fine, get over that. You know, let's suppose that we're, you know, astrology is nothing more than categories of personalities. It's like the Briggs Myers. Uh, the Briggs Myers is like a, or Myers Briggs is a personality test that's very popular. And essentially, what they do is they, they have you, you know, answer a whole bunch of questions and they put you into, you know, 16 different categories. And one category might be like, uh, like whether you're introverted or extroverted. So, Based on the way you answer these questions, you know, that's the categories they put you into. Well, you know, astrology is kind of like has similar categories. Like in astrology, there's some there's some science that tend to be your extroverted science and some science tend to be your introverted science. So I could come up with a test, you know, like I haven't done it yet if I want to do it. But um, I could come up with a test that has like a whole bazillion questions. And if after you ask so many questions, I can say, okay, you belong in the Aries category and that is your personality. So your birthday may be something else, but I can still put you in an Aries category. You know, the only thing that I do is, you know, from an astrology perspective, is I cheat. I look at the birthday. And if, if I see that you're you're born March, you know, March 30th, well, March 30th is, is the time frame for Aries. And I can, you know, I've been around astrology long enough that I think there's there's something to it. So right there, I already have a good hunch of what your personality is without making you take a stupid test. Because after all, you know, you can't make everyone take a test that you see. So then that's, that's the, the beauty of using astrology and these, these personality type things. 
And it, it'd almost be like a good, I think it'd be like a good business seminar, kind of like, you know, describe the, you know, if, if, when I'm talking about astrology, don't get over the whole birthday type thing. You know, focus on there are different categories of people. You know, if you want to give people a test to put them in these categories, God bless you, go do that, you know. But you're not going to be able to give everyone a test. You can look at the birthday, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's pretty accurate. You know, it doesn't hurt you to try it. You know, it, it never hurts you to try something. The, the, the time when it hurts is when you, we take everything like black or white, you know, Aries and Pisces, they're not supposed to get along together. So you say, oh, I'm not going to talk to you because you're an Aries. The same about Pisces. I'm not going to talk to you because you're an Aries. You know, that, that's been ridiculous. You know, you can be friends with anyone. You know, three, the astrology is just like, you know, you just, you just have like a, it gives you like a perspective of someone, just how to approach something. And you may start approaching them some way and you might find out, well, you know, they don't really fall into the Aries category. They're more like blah, blah, blah. And, you know, go on your way. It's, it's just try and give yourself a little, little, little edge on thing. So anyways, um, on uh, my website, I have a website out there. It's, it's called the good Reverend Jim, the good Reverend Jim dot com. Uh, you have to put the in there. So the good Reverend Jim dot com. And uh, on the front page, I have a link to uh, a, a thing called Astrology 101. If you want to give me a second, I'll get a drink to look it up. So go to the good Reverend Jim dot com. Scroll down the page a little bit. And uh, you see a section there called Astrology 101. And if you go over that if you go to that that link there, I have a nice little chart there that lists all the the signs in order, and then I say the different ways that I break them down, and that's basically what I'm going to be uh, covering in the next few minutes here. So when people uh, ask you, people ask your astrology or your sign, they're basically asking you what constellation of the star, what constellation uh, of stars that the sun was in front of at the moment you're born. So if you look up at this, the sky, all, you know, the planets and the moon, uh, they, they kind of travel along the same path in the sky, even the sun. And uh, the way that we, you know, astronomers, for example, uh, kind of tell where something's at is relative to the constellations in the background. So, um, you know, the, the planets, you know, the way that they find out there's planets out there is because planets are like the stars that tend to move. You know, the, in the sky, whereas the rest of the stars kind of like stay the same. I mean, they're turning with the Earth, of course, but uh, you know, they're, they're relatively stable. So, um, when you talk about the, the the astrology, like Aries and Taurus and Gemini, those are basically names of constellations or, or patterns of stars in the sign. So, when someone says what your sign is, they're saying when you were born, we came out of the womb. What constellation, from the Earth's perspective, was the Sun in front of? And that's your astrology. That's your sun sign. Uh, for the full astrology, there's a lot more to astrology. There's, there's like a, you also have a moon sign. That's the constellation your moon was in front of when you're born. They have a, a, a Mercury sign, a Jupiter sign. Uh, probably the biggest influences are probably, uh, and, and the reason why I say that the biggest influences is because they're the biggest mass. Um, I have like a, a engineering background or physics background. And uh, in physics, uh, the larger the mass, um, and the, and the closer it is to you, uh, it has like a gravitational pull. And that's why we have tides, basically. We have this big, huge mass out there called the moon, and the moon's kind of like pulling on the earth, and that's what causes the tides to go up and down. Well, the sun is a huge mass, so that has a big draw, and I think it's the biggest draw, period, in the universe, in our solar system. But another one that, that's really big is Jupiter. So even though Jupiter is a good distance away from us, you know, it's a, it's a very large mass. 
and that has a gravitational pull on us. So if you want to try to figure out justifications for why astrology might work, um, it might have something to do with gravitational pulls, I would think. So, you know, the sun, the moon, like I said, each of those, when you're born, if you look at what the Jupiter is in front of, what the moon was in front of, what the Mars in front of, you know, that is kind of like what your full astrology is. And there's a lot more to it than just that. I don't get into it that much. I only focus on a sun sign. And the whole reason why I focus on just the sun sign is because it's very easy to get the sun sign from someone. You know, I know that each sign changes around the 21st of each month. I know the order of the signs. Um, so it's very easy for me to find that. When you try to figure out someone's moon sign and their Jupiter and their ascendant and all this other kind of garbage, you know, you have to get their full birthday, the time they're born, where they're born, plug into computer. And it's just not very practical. And as far as I'm concerned, um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm trying to, you know, I do have a degree of doubt about astrology. So I'm always trying to prove or disprove it. So for me to do any kind of studies, you know, I I can't practically do a study by, you know, I can't, you know, you need a a large number of people. It's really hard to get the full astrology of a large number of people. So that's why I kind of focus on sun signs. Um, let's see. So, so I got to catch up with my notes a little bit here. Good time for a drink. So, anyways, um, with the astrology, the sun changes around the twenty-first of each month, and that corresponds basically to the seasons. So, the dates of the signs change fluctuate with a couple of days each year. So, like the 21st, let's say, um, I'm not sure when Aries changes exactly. But, you know, one year Aries might begin the 21st of March. But on some years, it might actually be the 22nd of March. So, this tends to, to fluctuate a little bit. Um, I have tools on my website where if you're born close to one of those days, you can plug in your birthday. And I'll tell you, you know, by astrology standpoints, you know, by birthday, anyways, what exact astrology you are. Uh, one example I use is my my dad. Uh, my dad passed away earlier this year, by the way. Um, my dad was born December twenty second, and in most years, December twenty second is Capricorn. And I thought well, that's kind of odd because my dad usually Capricorn is a very outgoing person, a very social, and very fun person to be around. And that's really not my dad. My dad's more of an and loco and introverted type person, and you know more in the socially awkward category. And I thought that's kind of strange. And then uh, one day I actually looked up what his astrology was based on his year and stuff. And it turns out he's actually a Sagittarius, which is, you know, very different than the Capricorn. But, you know, for most part, in just casual conversation when you're meeting people, you want to be able to figure out their astrology as quickly. So a way to simplify that is instead of memorizing every month what the days change, just keep in mind it changes right around the 21st of each month. And if someone's close to it, just go out to my website and look it up on the chart. And you find out exactly what that person is. Uh, of course, once again, keep in mind, that's just a starting point. We still want to validate what uh, if they really are that sign or not. Like in my dad's case, um, okay, sure, technically he is a Sagittarius. But then you want to pay attention to him and say, well, does his uh, personality really meet that of a Sagittarius or does it meet that of a Capricorn? And in my case, my dad actually does meet the, the Sagittarius uh, definition, uh, especially when you see it the way uh, some of my nieces and nephews love him. Uh, the ones that are perfectly compatible with them, if he's not, uh, the ones that are the Aries and Leos, they tend to love him to death. So, and the other ones not so much. So, well, I'm not sure. Who knows? But um, so with astrology, uh, uh, the, the 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 science can be grouped together by common characteristics. And 
with astrology, it, it, it follows a pattern. And so the order of the signs, uh, they always start with Aries. And Aries is, uh, it begins like right around March 21st. And I, I'm not sure why they start with Aries. Everyone's like, someone's asking me the other day, is like, why would you start with in March? Uh, the only reason I think it started in March is that's when spring is. So spring is kind of like the beginning of the planting season. So it kind of makes sense that that'd be the, the beginning of Zodiac. So Aries is right around from like uh, March 21st to April 21st. And then it goes to Taurus. And then it goes to Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. And once again, if you go to my website, thegoodrivergym.com, the, the Astrology 101 would, would show that. So when I was learning astrology, one thing I did was I memorized the order of those signs and just realized they changed around the 21st of each month. So that made it very easy for me to figure out what, what sign people belong to. So the next step was what categories do people put into? So in the earlier days, when I first got into astrology, keep in mind this is back in like 1988 or 87 timeframe, um, I have a really bad memory, but I found out that astrology follows these patterns. So uh, the first thing they do is they break things. The, the most simplistic way to break the science down is by gender. Uh, gender, they call half the science masculine and half the ones feminine. And basically every other sign is a masculine sign and the other ones are feminine sign. So if we start off with Aries, Aries is a masculine sign. So Aries, uh, we skip Taurus. Gemini would be a masculine sign. Skip Cancer. Leo would be a masculine sign. Skip Virgo, go Libra. That'd be a masculine sign. Skip Scorpio, Sagittarius, that'd be a masculine sign. Skip Capricorn, Aquarius, that'd be a masculine sign. And those, that's all of your masculine signs. Uh, your feminine signs would be the Taurus, Cancer, Virgo, Scorpio, Capricorn, and Pisces. Pisces is what I am, by the way. So uh, we, we talk about personalities a lot, and uh, some people hate the whole term masculine, feminine, as far as the astrology category, because it kind of like makes you sound like a girl. But um, you know, to some degree, it's kind of like that. You find out, <clears throat> excuse me, you find out that the, uh, the 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 masculine signs tend to have a personality that's more in line with the stereotypical guy. You know, if you think about a guy, we we associate with a guy that's relatively independent. You know, a, a stronger personality. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas uh, the a feminine type person. You kind of associate them with being like more emotional, more nurturing, more family oriented. Um, that is, in a very very light side, that's how those 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 categories line up. Your masculine signs tend to be more like a guy, and your feminine signs have more of those characteristics of a, of a female. So once again, your masculine signs are the uh, uh, the the Aries, Gemini, Leo, Libra, Sagittarius, and Aquarius, and your feminine signs. That's going to be more family oriented and more, you know, emotional. Probably would be your your tan, your Taurus, your Cancer, Virgo, Scorpio, Capricorn, and Pisces. So that's a very very light way of of, of breaking down the signs. I don't pay too much attention to that. Uh, one of the bigger things I pay attention to is uh, the qualities and, and the qualities. There's there's it's basically every uh, every third sign is the same quality, and there's three different qualities. There's the cardinal ones. I often call them the beginners. Uh, there's the fixed and there's the mutables. Uh, so the cardinals, I call them beginners because they occur at the first 30 day within the first 30 days of a season. And by season, I mean like spring, summer, winter, fall. So for example, Aries. 
Aries would be because they're a, a cardinal sign. I often call it a beginner sign. Um, they that is Aries is from like March twenty first to April twenty first. That is the first thirty days of spring, and spring has about ninety days in it. So there's a middle of spring and there's the end of spring. So I call it cardinal begin uh, beginners. I often often refer to them as the crazy people. That's my way of describing their personality. Uh, because they tend to be the the outgoing people, the woohoo, let's have a good time type people. Um, they that you know they don't, they don't you know necessarily you know hear voices and stuff like that. They they just tend to be that those those people that they're like, oh my god, that person's so crazy. You know, that, that, yeah, such a crazy time. You know, uh, the people in that cardinal category or that beginner category, they have a tendency to be very personable, very likable, very entertaining. A lot of times, some of them are quiet, but but for most part, they're very very socially appealing people. So the cardinal signs or the beginners would be the uh, uh, the Aries, the Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Once again, Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So they all have this common characteristic. And by the way, with personalities, period, the more things you have in common, generally speaking, the better you are. So for example, uh, I talked about masculine and feminine signs. At a very general level, uh, 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 most of your masculine signs are going to have, have a tendency to get along with each other more so than the feminine signs. It's not like uh, you know, real life where you, know, you have a man and a wife. You know, in this case, you know, it's more like the guys like to hang out with each other. The guys like to hang out with each other, and the girls like to hang out with each other. Um, I was talking to my friend uh, Elizabeth, and she keeps on telling me how you know she tends to have like a lot of Aquarius in her life. Uh, well, Aquarius would be they're in a, they're an Aquarius, and my friend Elizabeth is a Sagittarius. They're both in that masculine category, and that's the similarity they have with each other. Uh, in my uh, life, uh, I am a Pisces. I'm a feminine sign. Uh, one of my best friends who actually talked to me on my way here today, uh, Rick, he's a Capricorn. So Rick is actually in that feminine category with me, and that's one of the strengths that we have. Capricorns tend to be uh, very uh, prevalent in my life. So anyways, uh Going back to, uh, so like I said, with the cardinal signs, uh, the beginners, uh, the Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, you know, the other thing you can look at is the fewer people in the category, that means the stronger the, the uh, personality is, so or the stronger the bond is. So you'll probably get along better with uh, people in the same quality issue as opposed to the same gender. Because in the same gender, there's six of them, whereas in each quality, there's only like four of them. So it's like a, a, straight, uh, a tighter bond. If you can, it's a stronger similarity. So I often call the quality, people the same qualities. I call it your second best match. It, it makes for a, a decent relationship, a decent marriage. Uh, there are some differences that are challenging, but I call it the second best category to be in. So if you're an Aries, look for a Cancer, look for a Libra, look for a Capricorn. You'd be just fine with those people. You have some bumps to work out, um, but you know you should be just fine there. And by the way, with each of these qualities, each one has two masculines and two feminines in it. So if, if I'm an Aries, uh, Aries, I'm in that quality called cardinal, right? So the cardinal is made up of Aries, which is a masculine sign, Libra, which is also a masculine sign. So that's probably my, my stronger relationship there. Uh, and then the other two, the Cancer and the Capricorn, they're both feminine signs. But you know, all four of us have common characteristics in there. So the other qualities, uh, fixed. Uh, the fixed signs are what I call the middle signs. Uh, they tend they're in the middle of each season: middle of spring, middle of summer, middle of fall, middle of winter. And uh, the fixed signs are the middles. I also call them the bitch signs. Uh, they tend to have a strong personality. And if you think about you know if you think about the, the cycle of life, 
at the beginning, we plant the seeds, you know, we, we, we make our plans of what we're going to do. And when we're in the middle of the season, we're actually doing the work to actually, you know, get the things done. You know, we start off with a plan, then we do the work. Well, the people there in the middle, they tend to be workhorses. They tend to be very organized people. They tend to get things done. Get things done. Uh, often you can consider them like the bitch. You know, yes, sometimes they can be a little bit stern, stuff like that. You know, they, they, the nice thing about them is that they can be socially pleasant. They're very analytical, but they, they're the people that say, okay, time to get the job done. So the middle people are the Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. So we're talking about the fixed signs, which I call the middle or the bitches, the Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And in this case, the Leo and the Aquarius are both the masculine signs, and the Taurus and the Scorpio are both the feminine signs. So then we have the, the final quality, which is called mutables. And the mutables, what we call the ends, uh, they tend to be what I call the geek signs or the analytical people. They tend to be a little bit more socially awkward. They're not the life of the parties. Um, but they tend to be you know, very good. Uh, you know, if you want an audience, they tend to listen. You know, the, the problem is, you know, they're, they're so analytical. Like, you know, people just don't like technical talk. You know, they, they, they tend to have like nice surface conversation. And that's what the cardinal signs or the beginners are really good at. The, the people at the end, they study things. They know a lot of things. And they want to share their knowledge with everyone. And it, it usually bores the crap out of people. But uh, and, and by the way, I'm one of these these people that I'm you know, bad mouthing. So the mutables or the ends are the Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, or Pisces. So in this case, the Gemini and the Sagittarius are both the masculine signs, and the Virgo and the Pisces uh, tend to be the uh, are the feminine signs. And for some reason, uh, Sagittarius seems to be very, very, very prevalent in my life. I married a Sagittarius. Uh, my friend Elizabeth is a Sagittarius. My best friend from college was Sagittarius. I mean, I just seem to surround myself with Sagittarius. But um, like I said, and like I said, that's what I call my second best category. Um, like I said, my wife and I, we, we you know, love her to death, as I, as I just said before. Uh, but she's actually my second category, and uh, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just different than another thing. And you know, there are some issues that you have to work out. For example, a Sagittarius, quite often, they don't want to have kids. Whereas the Pisces, being that feminine sign, you know, they tend to want to have kids. Like you might say, is a masculine sign. So think, you know, the guy is not really the family type person. The feminine is, is more the, the family person. That's the difference that's like not a really good thing. Uh, in my case, I had my kids from a previous marriage. So by the time I met my wife, Erica, I didn't want any more kids. So she was perfect for me. So another place where we uh, break astrology down is, is by, uh, uh, by element. And the elements, a lot of people know about these things because these are your perfect matches. And every fourth sign is the same element as you. So if I'm at, uh, so if we do the signs in order, you know, the signs start with Aries. So it goes Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, then Leo. So go Aries, skip Taurus, skip Gemini, skip Cancer, Leo. That's the same element as Aries. Then go Virgo, skip that one, skip Libra, skip Scorpio, then Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Leo and Aries are all part of the same element. And in this case, uh, that element is called the fire signs. So the fire signs tend to be a little bit more passionate. It's, it's kind of hard to describe their personalities, but uh, it, the, 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 the personalities of the qualities stand a lot more than the, 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 the personalities of the, of the element. But let's just say they're passionate. So the fire signs are the Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. 
those are your best matches. So if I'm an Aries, you want to date, if you're an Aries, you want to date either Leo or Sagittarius. My wife's a Sagittarius. If you're Leo or Aries, say hi to her. She would love you. Yeah, my wife is very good about gravitating towards Leos and Aries. She's surrounded by them. Uh, she's kind of like my, my proof that astrology actually works out. But uh, Sagittarius and Sagittarius, no, nah, not so, so much. You know, there's, there's a little bit more friction there. But uh, you might have some. You might have someone that's a little bit different than you. You know, dating your own sign is not really the best thing in the world, in my opinion. Uh, the next thing would be the Earth signs. Their signs, I often call them uh, frugal people. Um, I can usually guess who they are because somehow or another, money always pops up in conversations. And it, it's, it's not like they're greedy, but like I said, it's just money just seems to be on their mind all the time. So uh, with the uh, Earth signs, uh, their signs are the the Capricorns, the Taurus, and the Virgo. And by the way, when we look at each of these elements. Uh, each element is made up of one of each quality. So we mentioned the qualities are the carnal, the fixed, and immutable, or the beginning, middle, end. Well, in each element, there's one person. In, this, in the Earth signs, the Capricorn would be the beginner. That would be the cardinal sign. Uh, the Taurus is the middle one or the fixed sign. And the Virgo would be the analytical one. They'd be the end sign. Uh, incidentally, uh, to drive home the point, uh, one of the, the richest men in the world is Warren Buffett. And the way he made his money was just analyzing the crap out of the stock market. Um, that's very much what his sign is. You know, Virgo tends to be the analytical type person. And we already said the earth signs are all about money. And that's what he does. He's, he tends to be a very frugal person. I think they say he's, he still lives his, uh, he still lives in his first home, apparently. And his first home was actually a pretty modest home. So anyways, we covered the fire signs. We covered the earth signs. Uh, the next ones are the air signs. The air signs tend to be incredibly independent people. Uh, the air signs are the Libra, Aquarius, and Gemini. Uh, the Libra, in this case, would be the beginner. The Aquarius would be the middle. And the Gemini would be the end. So the, your, your Libra is going to be a social one. The, the Gemini is going to be the geek. And the Aquarius can be the, the, the bitch that gets things done. Uh, those people tend to be incredibly independent people, in my opinion. Uh, the last one, the water signs, which tend to be very maternal, very much about family. Uh, they tend to be the cancers. They tend to be the outgoing one, the beginners. Uh, the Scorpio, which is the middle, the fixed. And the Pisces, which is the analytical one. That's me. And that's why you get lessons from me, because I'm so analytical. We make great teachers. Uh, incidentally, I talked about the uh, uh, masculine and feminine. The water signs and the earth signs, are, are they make up all the feminine signs. Whereas the fire signs and the air signs, they make up the uh, masculine signs. So, uh, do, 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 do. let me catch up my notes here. Get a drink of water. I actually took uh, more notes this time, so I'd be a little bit more organized than the first time I did a solo show where it's just like rambling. Actually, I think I'm still rambling, but I still don't like doing shows by myself, but yeah, try it. Um, so I, I talked about, uh, with astrology, like I said, astrology is one of my, my, my big keys and, and to me trying to describe people's personalities is kind of tough to a degree. I mean, the one I focus on is qualities. I know that the people that are the beginners or, or the cardinal signs, they're, they're going to be the, the outgoing people. If I'm throwing a party, I want them at my party because they're the entertainment. They're the draw. That's what people are going to come to. Um, if I am, uh, you can apply this stuff to business too. I talk about a lot with relationships. 
um, with, with business. Uh, if I'm going to hire a salesperson, I want that beginner because they have that likability factor that's really important when it comes to sales. Uh, the people at the end, uh, the mutables, like me, the Pisces, Sagittarius, Virgos, and Geminis, uh, we tend to be very analytical people. Uh, we are the people that you want to have on tech support, you know, because we stay the heck out of everything. We love to problem solve. You know, we are very good at that. We may be socially awkward, but when someone's coming to us, you know, it doesn't mean we're, we're, we're quiet. We, we, we talk when we're in our comfort zone. And if you're coming to us, you know, I talk your head off. But, but you know, the people in my category, the, the ends, we, we tend not to, when we're, we're in a strange environment, we tend not to go around, you know, introducing ourselves to strangers. Or we just don't have, we could do it, but it's just not natural like it is with the cardinal people. So, anyways, so with relationships, you know, these are a lot of things that I, I, I pay attention to and how well people click. Uh, like I said, you can apply a lot of stuff to work. If I'm going to hire a manager, uh, I want um, someone that's in that fixed categories. They, they they tend to be the people that, you know, get things done. They they tend to be very focused. Uh, they tend to be a little bit, you know, they can be a little bit pleasant. They can be analytical. But the big thing is they tend to be very determined and they don't publish shit. They're not the kind of people that, you know, you can walk all over. So um, when I am in environments, you know, we, we talk about how we make the, the world a better place. And, you know, what I do is often I, like I said, every, every time I meet someone, I kind of know what their, their sign is. And it gives me a, a clue on how, how, what I can expect, really. And what I find out, a lot of times, if I'm compatible with them, it's very easy for me to talk to them. And it, it just happens nicely. Um, whereas if, if, I'm not compatible with them. It, it, it's kind of awkward to a degree. You get those awkward silences here and there. And the nice thing about studying astrology is I kind of expect that kind of stuff. I know what their personality is going to be, so I can appreciate it. It's like, you know what? They're not going to click with me. Like, like Ryan's, like Ryan's my best friend. Ryan and I get together. We just, you know, we don't shut up. Um, but if I see someone else that's not in that category, the cancer category, like Ronnie's in, um, I'm not expecting, you know, that kind of relationship. And, by not expecting that kind of relationship, you know, it makes me more accepting of these people. And that's why I say you could be friends with anyone. Uh, my wife, I said she's in my secondary match. My my wife and my best friend, Ronnie, are, are, are very, very, very different. Very different. But you know, my, my wife is, uh, uh, I love her. You know, I love her to death. I mean, it's, but it's a different kind of conversation. I mean, it's a different kind of relationship, really. Uh, I always call my wife the, the, the cup of tea. You know, she's just where I have that nice, real conversation. We don't too often have like the, the slapstick, laugh or ass off type conversation. That's just not our relationship. And, you know, it'd be very easy for me to hang out with my friend Ronnie, who we do have that, that, that relationship and say, wow, this, you know, people see it and say, wow, that's what Jimmy wants. It's like, well, no, that's not necessarily what I want. You know, yes, I do want that sometimes, but, you know, a lot of times I want, you know, I have my wife too, you know, I'm smart enough to know enough about their personalities. I can appreciate the pros and cons of both, you know, both my best friend and my wife. Um, like I said, I know that my wife is not going to be that super outgoing party person. That's just fine if I know that. And I know that like Ronnie is going to be, you know, very outgoing, but you know, on the same note, though, she's going to be a little harder to sell down in some cases too. So there's pros and cons to, to, to every, every particular sign. Um, one thing that we talk about on the show is, is, is uh, aside from uh, astrology, is, is uh, we talk about other aspects of life too. But like I said, a lot of things, I, I, I kind of go back to astrology quite a bit because astrology teaches me that 
people are different. And one thing that, you know, we, we talk, we've been talking about on the show here and there, we've been trying to finish is like uh, dealing with conflict. And uh, there's sometimes with any relationship that you run into conflict. And uh, I've, I've dealt with my fair share. Uh, uh, you know, Eric and I are always pretty rock solid. But, uh, you know, Ronnie and I had a, a really rough time for our past year. And I got introduced into this dialectical behavioral therapy. And I, I stayed up the, the crap out of the stuff. And uh, dialectical uh, behavior therapy, it's, it's for treating people with certain uh, 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 disorders. Uh, it's created for this this one disorder in particular called borderline personality disorder. And uh, uh, but it applies to other things like like PTSD and, and other things. And when I studied up on it, it's, it's basically kind of an anger management type thing. And I had a hard time grasping that to a large degree because I'm usually not a very angry person. So to me, it's like, why do I need this kind of stuff? But, you know, sometimes you run into a situation where you bump into someone that makes you angry. Or if you're in a stressful situation, sometimes you, you, you get angry yourself at other people. So um, what I did is I ended up uh, reading up on uh, the reason why this course was created is borderline personality disorder. And uh, uh, that was kind of like a big, huge eye-opener between the DB- DBT and the, the, the borderline personality disorder. It kind of opened my eyes to, like, mental illnesses. I, I dealt with mental illnesses uh, um, in various ways. You know, I have people in my life that actually, you know, they actually hear voices. You know, they do that kind of stuff. So in those kind of cases, they actually need medication to to keep the voices away or and to keep their tempers in check. Um, you know, I've I, I have people in my life that are, you know, bipolar. And, you know, they have a, that has its own little uh, challenges. But, you know, so there's, and I myself, you know, if you look at me, I have uh, ADD. You know, that, that's, you know, some people call that a version of crazy too. And it, it seems kind of interesting on uh, uh, how you deal with, with crazy. And, and like I said, when I read up on all these different things, you, you find out that, you know, I like to say that everyone's crazy. We're all crazy in our own way. And what's important is trying to figure out your version of crazy and, tr- and try to figure out the pros and cons of it. Uh, one of my versions of crazy is I'm ADD. And what I found out talking to various counselors and stuff like that, uh, one, um, Adderall, it's fantastic for me. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, but I found out that I find out with people with they have mental illnesses, period, a lot of them don't like to take drugs. I mean, they don't. Uh, it seems like a lot of times the drugs make them fat. Uh, I think Adderall actually is like a weight loss type pill for a lot of people. But a lot of them don't want to take the, the, the pills for various reasons. The the fat one's the big one I hear. But um, another one that I can tell you from my perspective is it, it makes you different. I mean, it just – to me, it's like you're – I was listening to this, uh, this uh, singer that they're interviewing on one of these TED Talks. And she's a singer in Australia. I think her name is Megan Washington. But she's a stutterer. And she's talking about in, in her thing. She's saying like, "Yeah, I, I, when I sing, I don't stutter because I, for some reason it just it works. You know, I, I just don't do that." And she goes, "I can actually talk without a stutter. See, the way I do it is I just say everything in a, a sing-songy type of voice." <laughs> and she goes, "But you know, when I do that, she goes, when I do this little sing-songy voice, yeah, sure, I don't stutter." But she goes, "But it's just not me." And that's kind of like what I view like with uh, Adderall. With with Adderall, is it's like a, 
when I take it, is is kind of like not me. You know, it's it's it's, it's well, I mean, it works great for me because if I have to focus, it's fantastic. But it's, it's something that I like to avoid taking if I can because I think one of the things that makes me special is that I my mind does go all over the place, so I'm thinking about things in like a lot of different angles. But um, but when I work, when I started reading up on this borderline personality disorder, uh, that one was kind of a, a big thing. And basically, we talked about on the show before what borderline personality disorder is. And essentially what it is is someone that uh, um, they, they have troubles regulation, they, troubles regulating their emotions, essentially. They tend to be people that are born that are a lot more sensitive than other people. And the way I kind of liken it to is uh, imagine that the way you are when you're very stressed out. And, uh, you know, like some people talk about people that are PMS, stuff like that. Um, you know, PMS people, they tend to, their emotions are, their hormones are racing and stuff like that. And they tend to be a lot more sensitive to a lot more things. Um, it sounds like almost like what borderline personality disorder is kind of like that, you know, 24 seven, you know, it's just like, they're always super sensitive to everything in the world. And the, the problem with a lot of these people is, is that they, you know, because they're so sensitive to everything, they're a lot more likely to be offended by various things. And, uh, they get in a lot of fights and they have a lot of troubles with relationships. Um, if you think about it, I guess the way I look at borderline is it's kind of like, it's kind of like everyone is just at their extreme. You know, it's like we, uh, we all kind of go through the same pattern. Like we kind of be cordial to strangers, but it seems like the people that we love, like we start dating someone, everything's fine. But when things get serious, then all of a sudden their little irritations are really pissing you off and you get into fights. Well, the, the problem with like a borderline type person is, you know, they're a lot more extreme with that thing. So a lot more things piss them off. And it's like the closer you get in the relationship, the more fights they have with you. And every little tiny thing blows up to different pieces. So they have, uh, these people tend to, to go through a lot of different relationships. Uh, and because they, they always have these relationships fall apart, you know, that tends to be the thing that they look for most is to be in a relationship. And they have a hard time getting out of relationships. They have abandonment issues. And because they're always, you know, breaking up and they can never get these relationships going, it makes them, you know, go suicidal. They can't feel hopeless all the time. So, but uh, one thing I find out, though, like I said, when you deal with you know, a borderline person, like I said, there's nothing more than, like, than an extreme of everyone else. And when you look at this, like, DBT type course and you read up on these books, uh, one of them is called Walking on Eggshells. Good book. Um, they tell you how to deal with these people and you find out that, you know, when you deal with crazy people or someone that has a mental illness, um, there's different ways that you can do to help them out. Um, you know, we talked about on the show, like one time, um, a big one I found out is people in general, like I said, aside from borderline, just think of borderline as being more extreme, but people in general, sometimes people will say, oh my God, I'm so like fat, for example. Um, you know, uh, when a person says that kind of thing, one of the Worst things you can say to them is like, no, you're not. Because yeah, when you say that, you may think of being nice because you're trying to give them a compliment. But in reality, what you're doing is you're doing something called invalidation. You're telling them that they don't know who they are. And it's like, well, to them, they are fat. And that's one of these, these little psychological type things that uh, we try to talk about on a show where, where it's like, how do you go approaching people in conflicts? It's like we have our natural reactions to people that a lot of times are wrong. And there's sometimes when like I was fighting with uh you know, different people actually 
actually, uh, had it with my wife this past weekend because <laughs> she, she was very stressed out. We had some, someone passed away in her family and stuff like she's under a lot of stress and stuff like that. And she's a little temperamental and stuff like that. And, and there's sometimes when she say something and my knee jer- jerk reaction was to say something. And it was like the totally wrong thing to say. <laughs> and, uh, one of the big things is, you know, uh, not validating what they're saying, you know, not listening to them. And, uh, that's what this whole DBT talks about. But, um, like I said, the, the, I want to dive into this a lot more. I was going to dedicate a whole show to this thing. Um, I like to do show, that stuff with Ronnie because uh, uh, she stays up on a lot of psychology type stuff. She actually went to school for psychology in college. So she's a little bit more knowledgeable about that stuff. But like I said, I saw my little uh, aspect of things where I was dealing with issues. And and I guess the way I look at it, like a fight, for example, uh, it takes two people to fight. So if you have one person that's stressed out, you know, for whatever reason, who knows what the reason is, you know, like in my wife's case, she's stressed because, you know, her, her, her stepmother passed away. Um, but, uh, someone's stressed for her, they're going to be on edge and they're probably going to go off on you at one point or another. Um, and that's a good reason because they're stressed out. I mean, it's not a good reason, but you know, they, they're, they're, they're having a hard time controlling their emotions because they're getting a lot of emotions at that particular time. Um, as someone that loves them, you know, if you realize that they're under a lot of stress and stuff like that, you know, there's things you can do that you can calm them down and not add to the problem. So if, if, uh, if I'm just going to beat my wife here. So if she lashes out at me for something or another, you know, at that point, it's going to hurt me when she lashes out at me. Um, I have a choice though. I can really, you know, the knee jerk reaction is, you know, what people do is like the do unto others as they do unto you. Well, this is where we go back to Jesus. No, <laughs> you do unto them what you want them to do to you. So when they lash out at you, one of the biggest things you do with people is you don't fight back. You, you, you try not to yell at them back. You try to stay calm. Because when you yell back, nothing ever happens. It, 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 I mean, it just makes the fight get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, like I said, I, I used to do some of those mistakes where before I study up on this stuff, I still do it every now and then, but... Um, I used to do be a thing where if someone lashed out at me, I'd I'd lash back at them. Uh, one thing is like you know you don't defend yourself. It's like if they're agitated, you know, don't go defend yourself because they really don't care. You know their emotions are racing away at them. Your biggest priority is trying to 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 get them into a calm place where they can uh, talk things. Um, another thing I found out is is uh, me being a geek. I'm always looking for solutions. Um, and so if someone lashed out at me, my knee jerk reaction is to immediately say. Uh, um, well, why don't you do this? 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 And uh, uh, it, that is one of the other big things you don't do in these situations. Uh, people don't like to hear advice when they're pissed off, <laughs> it seems like. So, um, uh, but, you know, it's not really easy to do. But, you know, it's one of the things I learned to do is, like, just shut up, listen, don't give advice until they actually ask for it. Um, this whole DBT type thing has a, a, a ton of like really good advice, and I want to dive into a lot more. But um, but you know, our shows it's kind of hard to keep these things organized. Anyways, I'm beginning to lose my voice, so <laughs> I'm going to wrap up the show. <laughs> so once again, this is the good Reverend Jim. Uh, I'm probably not going to do, my, do any more of these solo shows. I hate them. <laughs> I can't stand them. <laughs> but uh, once again, the good Reverend Jim.com, and thank you.